the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks, and I'm welcoming myself back, since I've been gone for the last two weeks here, to the Firing Line radio show. This is your happy host, Philip Naiman, and I am very glad to be back. And we have a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to get caught up on now that I am back. But um, I guess this this session is going to be Joe Silvoso. You've heard him before. He's an excellent attorney with Michelle and Associates. Uh, he is the, one of the NRA's attorneys. He is out there fighting for your Second Amendment rights, and we're going to go over the onslaught of bills that are we are facing here in the state of California this particular election cycle. Um, but that's a lot of hard work, and that's a lot of, of well, it's frankly it's fairly depressing in some points. So before we go down that road, I wanted to bring in some good news, some, some great things that I've been involved in and talk to you guys about and gals about that... Uh, we're going to be offering and uh, making available to you, and so I wanted to bring that out. A couple of weeks ago, I had a gentleman, Matthew Jimenez, on my show. He is with Silynx, S-I-L-Y-N-X. They're the hearing protection company, and he gave me a set to try, and I can't tell you how awesome these things are. We talked about them all on the show, what they do. Uh, I actually wore them in the NRA AR match up at Burrow Canyon. I wore them all day long. I never had to take them out. Battery, it's a AAA battery, works just fine. Um, I never had a hot shot, meaning that one of the firings never got through the hearing protection. And I often have that during a match. You know, you're wearing your hearing protection, you have your glasses on, your hat, whatever it happens to be, and it's not quite fitting very well, and some a lot of noise comes in. Never had that issue. Was able to hear conversations, I, and my ears weren't all hot and sweaty by wearing muffs all day long. It fits down your shirt and clips onto your belt. It was an amazing little piece of machinery. So Silynx, S-I-L-Y-N-X, Silynx, um, we're going to be giving away one of their hearing protection kits. So they've given us one for you, the listeners, and I haven't figured out how to do that yet. But if you have not subscribed to my podcast at firinglineradio.com, there's a real good chance you are not going to win the Silynx Hearing Protection Kit. I also have hats and uh, water bottles to give away, so make sure that you uh, respond to the posts as you see them on our Facebook page and and subscribe to the free podcast. These hearing protections run about 250 bucks uh, if you buy them full retail. So, you know, look, there's others, other shows. You watch the Outdoor Life News Network and all these other things. They're not giving you anything. 
you check out Firing Line Radio Show, sign up for the podcast. I'm giving stuff away all the time, and, and it's free to you. So there you go. I would check that out. Silinx, they are absolutely awesome. I cannot say enough about them. And I really think they would be extremely good if you're in training classes. You know, when you're doing AR, pist- AR classes, pistol classes, you're in a line. You know, it's this round is fire six shots. Well, it's not only you, but it's t- 10 people to your right, 10 people to your left firing those shots. Um, this type of hearing protection is absolutely perfect for something like that. So it's got pass-through. You can hear the instructor. It absolutely deadens all the other noise. I'm very, very happy with them in case you couldn't tell. Also, one of our other sponsors, um, uh, Vortex. Vortex is giving out some of our product. We've got hats and giveaway sh- uh, shirts I've been giving away. But we've also got an AR scope that they've sent out. I've got the Spitfire 2 1x4 uh, coming out. So check this out. You've got an opportunity to win the Silinx hearing protection. You've got an opportunity to win the, the Spitfire 2 1x4 30mm Vortex AR scope. Absolutely great piece of equipment. Um, it's awesome. So who is Vortex? Well, I remember a couple of years ago, I was redoing my hunting kit. And those of you who know me know I take that fairly, fairly seriously. Uh, Joe Silvoso is on the line actually with us. Joe, you can pipe in anytime you want here, Chief. Oh. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's very serious to me. And I was looking at what I was carrying, and I was carrying a pair of Steiners, beautiful piece of glass, but they were huge. They are about six pounds. And I wanted to redo and go to a more lighter weight um, binocular system. So I looked around, and I bought at that time, I bought a pair of Bushnell HD glasses. It was a brand new piece of glass from them about three years ago. And I wore them, and I, I enjoyed the glass. But that hunting season, the collimator, the adjuster on your binoculars, broke on me. So I sent it in. They sent me a new one about, you know, two months later, whatever it was. Um, The following year, the same thing broke again. And then last year, the same thing broke again. And when I, when I sent it back to them, I sent it back with, with a photocopy of the previous year's letter asking for repair. I just crossed out the date sarcastically and said, Hey, I guess this is an annual affair. Fix these again. Um, they sent me back a letter saying that, no, these, these have been dropped. We will not fix them. And I posted a video about this on my Facebook page. They said that uh, we can't honor the warranty because you dropped these glasses. Well, that, that infuriated me a little bit um, because here's the fact of the matter is I use these things for three hunting seasons. They broke every single hunting season. And the third time they broke, I didn't drop them. I threw them. They did not deserve to be in my hunting kit. So I was that disgusted with these things. So I've replaced them. I've replaced them with the Vortex HD. I got these 12 by 50s. Absolutely stunning piece of glass. About the same size and weight as the other ones. But it's a 12 power, 50 objective lens, which gives you, you know, those of you in the optics game, will bring you to an um, exit pupil of 4.8. The most your eye can absorb is 5. So when you go up to a... Uh, when you go up to it and higher in power, it, it, anyway, there's a calculation there. And a 4.8 um, is about as much light transmission to your eye as your eye can absorb. And having 12 power in the field as opposed to 10 really does make that big of a difference. So I'm very, very happy with these things. Uh, they're, they're bright. They're clear. It's just a great piece of glass. Vortex optics. And if you guys look at them, their price point is, is right there. You're getting top quality glass, but you're not paying Swarovski prices, you know. And um, they do have some upper upper end glass, but they're 
I would call it the utility line, the Vortex Viper line, that series is some of the best glass I've seen. And I've used Steiner's and Leopold and Swarovski's and Leica's and uh, all those. But for the money and the value, absolutely could not be happier. So I've actually decided I'm, I am changing all of my optics over to Vortex. And one of the things I'm doing also for my ARs, you heard I'm giving away the, the Crossfire or the Spitfire 2 scope, a 1x4. But I like a little higher magnification on my ARs, even when I'm shooting in in closer conditions. And I know there's a hide over bore issue and blah, blah, blah. But um, I'm going with a 2x7. I took the Vortex Diamond back. Again, it's not a high price point. I think it uh, MSRPs for about... 280 bucks but it's a two to seven and uh, again that's msrp you shop around you can get them at a pretty good deal go see vince um, and he'll have those things for you a two to seven so for a close range shooting you've got two power scope optics it's it's better than one power but it's very very easy your eye relief is so huge that as you throw the gun up you've got great um Side acquisition, you're not going to have to deal with a lot of parallax or on two power. If you need to take your AR and shoot farther than 100 yards, which the guns are far capable of, you've got seven power. So you could make a, an accurate three, 400 yard shot with a scope like this, where you're really going to have a hard time trying to shoot 300 yards with a uh, two MOA red dot. Or a five MOA red dot, you know your your whole. If you're trying to use an optic system like that, it's not as functional. So I really do like the variable scopes on my AR-15s. I like a two to seven. You know, hey, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not Chris Kyle or or uh, Ludus. What's his name, Chris Costa? You know, I don't shoot these things all the time and and shoot every single day. But for what I do, because I have a rifleman's background, I prefer a crosshair. Um, especially if it ends up being any kind of shooting where it's over 100 yards. It's just too hard for me with a red dot. I'm 52 years old. My eyes aren't as good as they are. Magnification is golden. So the ability to go from 2 power to 7 power on an AR platform, I think is awesome. Um, in, the, in the close range shooting, hey, my height over bore is important, but you're looking at 2 inches. And you should be able to figure that out at 25 yards. At 100 yards, it's gone away. At 50 yards, it's almost flat. So anyway, check that out. The Vortex Diamondback, 2 to 7. It's a 1-inch scope. has a 35-millimeter objective lens, so it doesn't make the platform too high. Some of the bigger scopes with the big objective bells uh, really get your face off the, off the gun. So it's got a nice... Nice lines. It fits on an AR-15 very well, and a two to seven I think is absolutely awesome. So that's the Vortex Diamondback two to seven. Uh, that's what I'm running on my AR-15s, and uh, I, I highly suggest that. So I tried to pack as much fun as I could into this front session because coming back from this uh, commercial break, we're going to have Joe Silvoso on giving us a rundown about what Sacramento is doing to our Second Amendment rights, and folks. This is important. So stick with us, sign up for the free podcast, get an opportunity to win some great stuff, and we'll be back right after this. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class. One that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, 
and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. That's right, folks, Boomstick Radio. And on Boomstick Radio here at Firing Line Radio Show, FiringLineRadio.com, our sponsor, Vince, owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside, wants to stress the importance of safety in firearm usage. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm for hunting, home defense, target shooting, it's important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety training course, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For more information about certified courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211, or visit their website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Thank you very much, Vince. And while you're there, say, hey, Vince, where's those Vortex optics? Phil said, hey, uh, I need a Diamondback 2-7, to seven, and I want to see them. So uh, talk to him about that. Folks, um, I am going to take this immediately now because I want to use as much time as possible for the educational purposes that we need. Introduce Joe Silvoso. Joe Silvoso is a fantastic attorney, criminal defense attorney, and legislative attorney with Michelle and Associates out of Long Beach. Um, I think he's, well, on my show, he's the most important guy over there. So um, I know the hard work that he does all the time. He comes out, he does seminars for gun ranges, he talks to... To everybody out here, I've talked with him at Brahagi's when we did the sports fair. Uh, the guy is out there. He's active. He's a Second Amendment supporter. Michelle and Associates in Long Beach. Joe, I'm going to turn it over to you to give us the rundown about Sacramento right now. Okay, well, if I gave you the full rundown, I think we could extend your show another hour. Uh, but nevertheless, um, hi, everybody. Uh, when we left 
left off last was in January when I was back on. And at that point, we were still experiencing what, at least for California, was a slow legislative session. We were looking at still a couple of horrible bills. The Sullivan bill was still had been proposed, um, the 80% receiver bill had been proposed, and the one firearm a month bill had already been proposed. But to get everything up to speed, um, the legislative session, or at least the time for them to propose bills, ended about the middle of last month in February. And again, it was kind of slow, and then I guess they're waiting for the time for them to propose new bills was coming to an end because that's when all heck broke loose and we saw a firestorm of additional bills to be concerned about and have to discuss. And for those of you who weren't around in January, first of all, how dare you? Uh, but nevertheless, um, let, you get, let me get you up to speed on some of the um, bills that they proposed back in January that we discussed. And just to remind you what's out there, and then I'll get up to uh, the more current ones or the ones that were proposed in February. And like I already mentioned, it's the Sullivan bill. Actually, there are three uh, bills focusing on firearms that California calls, quote-unquote, assault weapons. Now, uh, let me uh, stop you. Let me ask you one quick question. Do any of those have to do with um, increased penalties for the use of a weapon in a violent crime? No. Okay, move on. Yeah, it's just going after the person who's possessing it. And uh, possessing firearms, California has deemed to be um, assault weapons. And as a result, the possessor is facing the very real possibility of getting charged with felonies for each firearm that person possesses, uh, meeting the definition of an assault weapon. Um, the two bills, and there are two bills that focus on what's referred to as the bullet button, and the bullet button is that device that you may be familiar with that replaces or covers your typical magazine release button that requires you a, to, to have a tool to release the magazine. And California is a state that such restricts a lot of firearms that have the capacity to accept a detachable magazine, so certain firearms wherein if you can remove the magazine with the push of a button or uh, just pressing of a lever, and that firearm has specific features, that firearm can be deemed an assault weapon. So a way a lot of manufacturers make their firearms California compliant is that they either replace or they cover up that uh, button or lever and require you to use the tool because the way California law works, if you have a tool or you need to use a tool in order to remove the magazine, it's not considered to have the capacity to accept a detachable magazine. And that, for most intents and purposes, would preclude the firearm from meeting the definition of an assault weapon. I, I'm, I'm being very general here, and for that I apologize. Uh, but nevertheless, that's, that's kind of the gist. Uh, what these two bills do, and they're AB 1664 and SB 880, would reclassify uh, what is considered to be an assault weapon by expanding the definition to include those firearms that have bullet buttons attached to them. And so what the legislature is figuring is that, well, we can't have these manufacturers making California-compliant guns because we still consider these guns to be mean, nasty, horrible things. Because so black rifles matter. Yes, absolutely, and they're mean and scary looking, and, and we should all be afraid of them. Um, but nevertheless, uh, these firearms now are considered, or will be considered assault weapons, 
and you will be required to register them as assault weapons, and the failure to do that would result in you facing the possibility of being charged with a felony. And so that those two bills are working their way through the legislature. They were just heard in the, at least the Senate bill was in the Senate Public Safety Committee, and it passed through there, not surprisingly, uh, with no problems. Uh, the other bill, the last one I mentioned, there were three, AB 1663. We've actually seen that bill before because it's a retread of a bill that actually worked its way all the way up to the governor a couple of years ago uh, by the number of 374. And that bill would have been even more problematic than the ones I've already mentioned, if you can believe that. Um, AB 1663 would expand the definition of an assault weapon to include darn near any, well, it would include any semi-automatic centerfire rifle that does not have a fixed magazine uh, with a capacity to accept no more than 10 rounds. So any semi-automatic centerfire that has a detachable magazine could potentially and wouldn't be considered an assaultant. And so if you're talking about rifles like the Ruger Mini-14, would be considered an assault weapon under that bill. Um, a number of standard hunting rifles that are in regular hunting configurations, firearms that you can imagine meeting the definition of so-called assault weapons, those firearms would be, by this bill, considered assault weapons. And the same restrictions and uh, requirements that I mentioned before for the two previous bills would apply. You would have to register those firearms as assault weapons, if you fail to do so and are found in possession of one of those firearms, you can be charged with a crime. Those firearms would be no longer available for sale in the state of California because unless you are a member of law enforcement or in the movie business or in the movie business or a member of the military, you are substantially restricted from being able to possess or acquire those types of firearms. And so we're going to basically see an end to those firearms in the state of California, if anyone of but those if, bills passes. But if you're in the movie business, you're okay. Yeah, well, if you're shooting a movie and you need to be Tom Cruise to to shoot your AR and AK, you'll be able to loan Tom Cruise's AR and AK for shooting the film, and then at that point they're going to have to give the firearm back to the firearm wrangler from the prop house, and that, that prop guy is going to have to take the firearm back into their big safe and, and, and close it in there. But beyond that, everybody else, um, you've been about as come as close to those firearms as you would in a movie, uh, because if you see them on the screen, that'd be the only time you get to see them or have anything to do with them, unless you registered them. And then, of course, if years go by, as people pass away or get the heck out of this state, um, those firearms are going to become more and more infrequent, and then you're never going to see them again, at least not in California. And which is the ultimate goal. Again, they are not proposing any laws that would increase the penalty for the misuse and violent manner on any firearm. They're not saying, look, you use a firearm, and I've said this a thousand times, use a firearm in commission of a crime, you get 20 to 40 years in jail. If you hurt somebody with it, you get life. If you kill somebody with it, you get the death penalty in a violent commission of a crime. That's, that's the way you attack this if you are serious about crime, but they're not. These, these mamby-pamby SOBs, can I spell that out? Um, um, uh, they're asinine in what they're doing in Sacramento. They're more controlled about what you can have, as a, which 
would be the only thing to defend yourself against a tyrannical government. That's their whole focus, not on public safety, because if it was public safety, they sure as heck would not be letting out every stinking criminal they can to flood our streets with these maniacs we have walking all over the place right now. I mean, downtown anywhere is Zombie Town, USA. It is amazing what they have done to us here in California. Joe, we're going to take a commercial break. We'll pick it right back up and let you go from there. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! That's right, folks. It's Mulan Lave Saturday. That's probably a good... Uh a good theme for this particular segment. I'm here with Joe Silvoso. This is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out, firinglineradio.com, Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show. And Joe Silvoso is one of the lead attorneys with Michelle and Associates out of Long Beach. Michelle and Associates are the NRA's attorneys, um, CRPA's attorneys. I think, isn't he uh, head of, is uh, Chuck Michelle, isn't he in charge of CRPA this year? Correct. He was just reelected president of CRPA for another year. Yeah, these guys are working very, very hard to support your Second Amendment rights. And uh, Joe is, is following up on all the legislative dirt that we've got dumped on us this particular year and what we need to do to fight it. And what do you do to fight it? You have got to find out who your state legislator is. Next time you're at the gun range and anybody talks about, hey, I just bought a pistol. What do you think about this or that? Ask them this one question. Who's your state legislator? Who's your state senator? When have you contacted them last to support your Second Amendment? Right? That's very important. The only way we can fight this is with public pressure on those people. Um, because they're, the people in charge are rabidly anti-gun. That's, yeah, and if you think about it this way, if every gun owner in this state... How many, voted, is, how many is that? We're talking millions. Like 20 million or something. Yeah. And at that point, if every gun owner in the state voted, uh, we would completely overturn both houses. We'd have a Republican in the governor's seat, and we wouldn't be facing uh, dozens, at least a couple dozen, um, really bad anti-Second Amendment bills. That have a very, very strong chance, if not this year, then next year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, pick it up from there. This is Happy Days are here again from the state that brought you Ronald Reagan, the stealth bomber, great innovations, and uh, and retarded people in our government. Um, where are they? Where are they now, Joe? 
we're we're back in January. I'll touch on one more thing that I mentioned back in January for those um, of you who weren't um, with us back then. We still have one more bill, or at least two, from January that is of a concern, and one of them being AB 1674. Um, and if you love having to wait uh, 30 days between handgun purchases um, from a dealer, you're going to hate this one even more. Um, this would restrict the, your ability to purchase firearms, that's handguns or long guns, from a dealer, um, anything less than or more than one handgun a month or one firearm a month. And so Private party included. Uh, yeah. And so at that point, you wouldn't be able to transfer the firearms that way. You wouldn't be able to go into a gun store and say, okay, I need um, a rifle and shotgun. It's getting close into hunting season. I want to get my waterfowl. I want to get my deer rifle ready to go. And I saw some new ones I was interested in. Well, great. If you want to buy both of those at one time, you're going to have to purchase one and then circle back around to your local dealer in 30 days' time before you can go ahead and purchase which is second one. Which is 40 days, because you still have a 10-day hold. Correct. So let me ask you this question. Um, does it also work on selling? Well, it's going to restrict the transfer. If you're going to drop everything off with the dealer, you're going to be okay there. But you are correct. The private party transfer issues, uh, they did mention in committee that they would potentially be addressing those. We'll see if that happens. So... Uh, but. Your uncle Ed dies. He's got thirteen guns in a in a small collection, and he wants to get those transferred. That's a year and a month worth of paperwork to inherit those. Yeah, I mean that might be a fix they may make in the future. They are talking about inheritance and being a change, but nevertheless, um, it's still absurd if you're thinking along the lines of. Who's trafficking and who's engaging in the illegal trafficking of pump-action shotguns and bolt-action rifles, but nevertheless, you've got to wait 30 days between purchasing this because they're worried about gun traffickers and people buying too many guns at one time and selling them in the black market or, or whatever else. Well, there's, um, been, there's, been a, there's been a great decline since Eric Holder's resigned in that particular activity. Uh, <laughs> you know, he was the biggest gun runner, never convicted never even charged, but should have been, in my humble opinion. 2,300 weapons given down into Mexico. They found crime scenes all over the place, blood all over that man's hands, and he's working at Covington and Burling doing banking deals again. Unbelievable the lack of justice applied to that particular man his entire life. He should have never been attorney general. He should have never been a lawyer. He should have been in jail after he took over the Columbia University. But, hey, what does history matter today? Okay, that rant's over. Pick it up, Joe. Sure. Um, we'll get to some of those ones I mentioned from February, um, and I'll start with AB 2459. Um, this is the one I like to call, let's pull, put every gun dealer out of business in the state of California. Um, this has a whole bunch of restrictions on, on gun dealers, and I'll just hit the highlights or for this bill, the lowlights. First of all, if you know anybody who has an FFL out of their home, out of their quote-unquote residence, as this bill would call it, um, you might want to tell them that if this bill passes, they won't be able to be a firearm dealer anymore. I know a lot of law enforcement who has either a side gig or after they're retired will get FFLs out of their home in order to deal in firearms to their buddies or supplies other officers' FFL or 
supply other officers firearms. Um, but nevertheless, this bill would put an end to that practice. Because and, and it's it perfectly pretty- legal. It's perfectly legal to run, a, have a small shop, and buy some stuff and sell some stuff. I mean, they're paying they're paying sales tax on it. It's a legal business. It's a zoned business. So it's Ab- not something absolutely. secret. No, absolutely. These guys are licenses both are licensed both with ATF and have a federal firearms license. Have all have gone through the entire process, and in, believe me, having gone through it many, many times for clients through the process of getting a California dealer's license. Um, and they are legit. They keep paperwork. They have to have access to the dealer record of sales system yeah, in I've California. Used, I've used them several times. It's it's fairly legit. Yes, it's extremely, and they get audited, just like everybody else. I've been through audits with ATF when they've gone to people's houses to go over their books, just like a regular dealer has to go through. Well, they, they, are, they are a regular dealer. They are, absolutely right. I, I shouldn't even put a caveat that. They're 100% lawful firearm dealers. But according to this bill, no, they won't be anymore because you won't be able to be a dealer out of your residence anymore. But that's just the beginning. Because this bill would also allow DOJ to fine dealers $500 per violation um, when DOJ shows up to do an audit. And DOJ is being very particular about their audits to the point where you miss a comma, you forget to dot an I, you forget to have a signature on one piece of paper, they're citing you for that. And so we're seeing a lot of dealers getting ticky-tack violations for failure to fill out or sign one dealer record of sale form or DROS form. Imagine DOJ having the power to, in that point, fine a dealer $500 for each ticky-tack violation. And if you get dinged on it once and DOJ comes back and they see you forgot to sign one of the thousands of DROSes that you have, it's no longer a $500 fine. It's a $2,000 fine. So they're going to nickel and dime dealers by way of fines out of business, and it gets worse even from there. Wait, let me ask this question here. Sure. What is the fine if I'm a felon caught with a firearm? Typically, that's going to be a felony charge against you in the state of California. It but what's the be fine? A, there's none. No. Huh. You have court costs and fees, but usually you're looking at something more substantial of, of the very real possibility of jail or state prison time. When you have a felony, what is the possible fine that you could attach to a felony? I think it's up to, well, no, for a felony, none. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be jail time, probation, a felony on your record, potentially forever. Can't you have then, both? Can't you have a, a fine and a uh, jail time? It, not, for a, uh, not for a private person in possession. Well, see, they should change that. Let's find those guys. Those guys. There's, there are more guys caught every day, more felons caught with a gun, than there are gun dealers missing commas. There are more. There are, every day you find somebody gets arrested. Oh, what was it? Oh, another felon with a gun. Where'd he get the gun? Eric Holder's gun shop. That's where he got the gun. That's where they all get the guns. They steal them. They're criminals. They should be off the dang streets. And, and uh, the fact that we put up with this, that, oh, he's just a felon with a gun. He's just, how, how else did you expect him to get his money? for his clothes and things other than to rob and kill people, right? Um, drives me up an absolute wall. The frustration that people are feeling with this, I know I'm not alone, uh, although my producer's sitting here with the, the Tourette's button ready to, <laughs> in case I go off again. But it's so frustrating. They're not, at- <laughs> they're not attacking the problem. They're creating 
campaign for law-abiding citizens. They are not attacking the criminals on any of these. And it is so dishonest of these Democrats that are running the legislator, legislator, legislative office, the state senate office, and even the governor. They are so dishonest. They are not anti-crime. They are anti-Second Amendment, anti-Bill of Rights, and anti-patriots. We'll be right back with Joe Silboso after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey, folks. I doubt you're being entertained today, but I know you're being educated. And, and it's not that Joe Silvosa was not entertaining, but this is a maddening maddening that every single year we have to fight this battle over and over again because somebody out there is not voting for the right people and is putting absolute asinine lunatics in charge of writing our laws. They should not be there. They shouldn't even be the dog catcher. Maybe they can clean the dog cages at the at the dog pound. But other than that, these people have no right, no right to be trying to create laws that the rest of us have to live by when they put AB 109 out there and send us criminals and then want to take away our rights to defend ourselves. I am, I'm livid with them. And I know I talk to people all the time. What are they doing? They're leaving the state. That's it. They're just leaving. They just folding up their tent and going. Talk to a guy at a gun show this or a gun store this week. That's it. He says, you know what? They passed this. We're shutting this thing down. I'm in Arizona. I'm going to start up over there. Well, that's great if you can get up and move, but you know, some of us have to fight here and some of us has to stand up and say enough of this lunatic just i don't want to break my uh producer's buzzer hitting the uh hitting <laughs> hitting the buzzer on me so i can't really tell you what i really feel but if i could you'd hear a big loud buzz yeah that one anyway let me let me turn it over to joe silboso now and uh joe bring it home baby Oh, yeah, we've been hearing enough during the commercial breaks, so <laughs> don't get them started. And I'll try not to, uh, well, I, I'm sorry to say uh, some of the things I'm going to say here probably irritate you even more, Phil. Um, and speaking of um, competent legislators, um, we've got Senator De Leon coming back yet again uh, with SB 1407-1407. He's reintroduced um, his ghost gun bill, uh, if that sounds familiar, um, because... Senator De Leon, a couple of years ago, had a press conference where he decided to take it upon himself to deem a number of firearms, quote-unquote, ghost guns, and require California, Californians to register those firearms and um, seek 
serial numbers and permission to make firearms for themselves. And basically what this bill does is that if you choose, and there is no law, state or federal, prohibiting you from doing this, if you choose to make a firearm uh, for yourself, a lot of hobbyists and enthusiasts prefer to make their own firearm either from a blank receiver or a receiver that's so close to completion is called an 80% receiver. And uh, being 80% of the way completed, it's not considered a fully finished uh, quote-unquote firearm at that point. So you can purchase that um, from any gun shop, no background check, or have it sent to you. And then you can, if you choose, go ahead and finish that firearm for your own personal use, uh, getting all the parts and putting it all together. Well, Senator Danny Leon doesn't like that very much. He'd prefer that everything be registered and everybody has his permission to order, in order to make it. So if you have one of those firearms that you've built up from an 80% receiver or from a blank receiver that you typically don't buy through a gun store, you know, go through background check and the 10-day wait to receive, if you make that firearm yourself, he would want you, if this bill passes, to register the firearm with DOJ and slap a serial number on it. Um, and in addition to that, if from the time this bill passes forward, if you wanted to go and exercise your Second Amendment constitutional rights in making a firearm for yourself, well, you're going to have to get DOJ's permission to do that first. So is it a right if you have to get permission? No. It's, it's hurdle jumping and hoop jumping, um, but it becomes problematic and questionable about whether or not this is something that should be allowed or flat-out challenged just because they don't want you to do it. But nevertheless, that's where this bill stands. In order to make your own firearms, you're going to have to get a um, permission from DOJ uh, in order to do that. They'll do a background check on you, and they'll give you the serial number that you'll need to slap onto your firearm. Uh, so there's that one. And a good old Senator Hancock, and she, we know she loves firearms. Um, she's got a bill of her own. That's 1446-1446 that would ban the possession of large-capacity magazines. I think, Phil, you've had me on the show for a couple of years now. I think I've probably talked about bills attempting to ban large-capacity magazines at least once or twice, but here's another one. Um, Those bills had previously gotten nowhere. We'll see how far this one gets as well. This one has an added wrinkle to it, however, because it it includes in its definition those that have been altered to only hold 10 rounds. Those would be considered large-capacity magazines, too. And so in the past, ways people have acquired... Uh, magazines, and for, in a lot of cases, you can't get a magazine that will hold 10 or less. Commercially, you'll typically have to modify it in order to be, have the privilege to be able to purchase it in the state of California. Uh, you'd have to have it modified or permanently altered so it only hold 10 rounds. Well, Ms. Hancock doesn't like that very much either, so she's going to include those under the definition of a large-capacity magazine so if you have a magazine that holds more than 10 rounds and if you've had one since January 1st, 2000, or you're a member of law enforcement who's retired with one, um, you're not going to be able to keep those anymore. You're going to have to either take them out of state, turn them over to law enforcement, sell them to a dealer, or just flat out destroy them. And if you fail to do so, you're looking at the potential of being prosecuted for a crime. So here's what we're talking about then in this particular case. Um, the Magpul 1030s, for instance, mm-hmm. or or the Hex Mag, 
which I prefer. The the Hex Mag um, 1030s. These are 10-shot magazines, but because they're the original length of a standard magazine for an AR-15, because they're the original length, um, they're a lot easier for training. You can pull them in and out of your, your pouches a lot easier. You can lay down with the AR-15 and use it for... Uh, monopod for shooting prone you know it's just nicer to shoot with a 30 round magazine even if it only holds 10 it's just nicer to the gun operates the way it's that's the way it's been designed so your standard length magazine is 30 so even if you have a 1030 because it could it could be potentially taken apart and and uh redesigned with somebody who can make their own springs and create a 30 rounder out of it, then it's going to be illegal. Well, isn't that the kind of a law that, that just because something could happen, I mean, you walk through a knife shop, you got, you know, William Sonoma, you got the knives over there. Well, those knives could be used for something bad. Why aren't they illegal? Why isn't owning a knife the same as committing murder, owning something that could be potentially converted? It's, it's, Again, we're in the asinine world of, of good is bad and bad is good. This particular person doesn't say, look, I want any felon caught with more than 10 rounds have an additional 15 years on their sentence. Did she say that? No. It's about the common people, the 20 million gun owners in the state of California who are not voting correctly and are, are voting for some other stupid reason to keeping these people in power. They have got to be taken out of office legally through the election system. And that is our charge here. They're going to continue to write these bad bills you will have to live with. And next year, this is going to sound insane to you folks, but right now, Governor Brown actually vetoes some stuff. I think it's senility. He goes one out of every three, he hits a veto, whichever one's shown in throne of him. Who knows? I don't know how he picks it, but, but some actually get vetoed. If Gavin Newsom is our governor, nothing of this will be vetoed. They will be writing bill after bill after bill after bill. We'll be spending our money in the courts trying to get it reversed at the Supreme Court level because these guys are off-the-rails lunatics when it comes to Second Amendments. They love criminals. They hate your rights. I can't explain it any more than that other than just judge them by their actions. They let criminals out of jail. They want to make you um, in jail for defending yourself and your family. Help me, help me with this, Joe. Help me. I'm having a, another mental men- meltdown. Hey, having a hard, I mean, I have a hard time justifying or saying this is something that's going to actually reduce crime or affect um, the, 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 the crime statistics in the state of California because time after time, uh, when people come into our office because they're facing charges relating to uh, some of the ridiculous laws that are already on the books, I'm usually sitting across from... An older gentleman who's usually in his 40s, sometimes 50s, 60s, who didn't realize what he had was made illegal. He's owned it forever. How he's transported is how he's transported it forever, and so sometimes in another state. And the only reason that person is sitting across from me and talking about the very real possibility of criminal charges being filed against them is the fact that California decides to restrict conduct that most states would consider lawful to restrict firearms or devices that most states would consider lawful or he did something is that most states would consider lawful and for any one of those events law enforcement somehow found out about it he got arrested and then we're talking about the very real possibility 
of thousands and thousands of dollars in attorney's fees and the possibility of having a criminal conviction on his record forever. Once again, it's location, location, location. Um, Joe, I want to thank you for being on my show. Um, I know that you are fighting the good fight and you're doing everything you can on us on this for us. Folks, you can see why I wanted to start this show off with the fun stuff first. We have a lot of work to do. It's important that you get involved, that you G-O-Y-A, get off your couch and get in the fight. Joe, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Take care. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.